Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. This is Monica Ramirez, the Warrior of Love, and today we're in Soul Talk. Thank you for being here and welcome back. And today I have, it's like an annoying that an old, an old sister that I have, that we have met through many times, to many lives, and it's just uh, seeing her again. And this is just wonderful. Her name is Donna Owens. And her bio, it is very, very deep and profound and is very, very similar to mine. So, but I would like to actually, she tell you a little bit of who she is, because beside of you can feel her magic and you can feel her energy. I want you to listen to her because there's too much that actually, that I would like to, she, she tell you about who she is. Wow. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. It's Monica. Again, thank you for the invitation. It's an honor to be here with you and sharing your space that you've created so I'm so honored to be here um wow I don't even know where to begin with my story um everyone has a story right and these tears that you all see are not sadness you are right and I prayed for my soul family um over six months ago when you guys are showing up in my life in profound ways and I'm completely humbled um my journey started like all of us right we're innocent when we're born unfortunately you know i've dealt with childhood traumas from every abuse that you can possibly imagine but i survived it it took me a lot to be able to forgive myself forgive those that hurt me and understanding that it had nothing to do with me at all um you know i've been up and down with who I am. Like, who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? Right? So we're so grateful when we find our soul family here. I'm so grateful for my maternal grandmother for stepping into that mother role and helping my father raise us. And I literally had a conversation with my, my mom's youngest brother earlier today. He and I are a lot alike as far as our energy and our love. And I said, you know, if it were not for her stepping in and counteracting, kind of like being that, my archangel that I needed, being that barrier of protection and pushing out that love that's in me, like letting it come out. I don't know where I would be right now. So my story goes up and down, up and down. And, you know, of course, in my teens, it was still trauma there, right? Um, I dealt with in a very abusive situation, domestic violence situation. Um, but I had to make a, a choice, right? Like we all do. We choose circumstances, what we want to do, what we're gonna, where we're gonna go, how we're gonna do it. It's not always easy. I left him six days before she turned six months old. She's 31 now. And two and a half later, years later, I met my husband. Um during that time frame, that last year of, with my daughter's father, I went through a lot of spiritual questioning. 
And when I was 16, I received my first adult Bible from my grandmother. I read my Bible from the front to the back. Received so much from it then. But I also questioned because I could always see and I could always hear and feel spirit. But according to what others were telling me, this is where the beliefs and programmings come in. It made me question who I was. And other people trying to tell me who I am. But it's a journey that I had to do by myself. And when I realized that I'm not a sin, that I was created for greatness, that the love and the light that everyone is seeking is already within all of us. And all I need to do is allow that light to build up in that love and just project it. And that's part of the healing is making those steps and shifting and doing what you need to do. And to be honest, Miss Monica, my sister, with everything that I've been through, and I call it my reawakening seven years ago, but every day I'm reawakening. Like every day I wake up, I don't know anything. I don't know anything other than the fact that I'm a soul and here to have a beautiful human experience. It's not about suffering. It's not about all of those things that we were told it should be. It's about this. It's about having that divine peace, that divine love, the joy, the happiness. And then everything else falls into place with that. But it was in November of last year that we made a decision because we are doing the RV lifestyle a little bit over a year. We were in Georgia. We're back in Texas now. So the day that we, I told my head, so it's time to go. We have to go back to Texas. I know this is where we're supposed to be. Everything in my life's changed, shifted again, right? Because they're always shifting. But when I mean that it shifted, I say that God had to put me on my knees because I was still running from things, still hiding from things. So not, I knew I was not being my true authentic self. Okay, so show me what else do I need to do? Higher self, assist me. Connect deeper with me and show me. Hold me tight as we go through this together. And when I say I had to be put on my knees, it was a total breakdown, you know, and realizing that those programs that were still running within me from childhood, you're ugly, you're not smart enough, you're too dark skinned. All of those self-hatred things that my biological mother tried to instill in me, I was still holding them and they were very hidden and hidden well. Once I started working on myself more, and admitting to myself that I did not love myself the way that I deserved to be loved, that's when everything completely changed again for me. And I refused to go back to what that once was. And I'm not going to be apologetic for being this because this is who I am. This is me. And I don't want people to see Donna. I want you to see and feel my soul when we step forward. So my story is a lot of loops and turns, but at the end of the day, it's all about divine peace, that divine unconditional love that we have for ourselves so that we can emulate that and share that with the world. And this is part of being in service. How can we help others? So I've learned a lot and I'm still learning. And I'm just grateful. I am a true believer that Everything that we have experienced in our lives, we went to that experience because we were needing to help others being in the, because they are in the, the same situation we were. So all that pain and so forth 
now for us is lessons because we learned how to love ourselves when we were not born in there. But we chose, <laughs> we chose who was going to be our mother, or our families, and so forth because we wanted to learn how to believe in ourselves, how to love ourselves, how to heal ourselves. Because part of our mission was to help others that in that, that situation. And we didn't choose it easy. And you didn't choose it easy at all. You even went to the army. Yeah, I joined the army late in life. I was 34. My husband and I were married like 10 years. My three adult kids were like teenagers. Yeah. But I knew, I always knew that I was going to join the military. I just had a baby at 19 and was unmarried. And after the events of September 11th happened, I knew that it was time. So my now 21-year-old was getting ready to start kindergarten. My husband had just got back from his first appointment. And so I said, it's now or never. Um, and so I first joined the Georgia National Guard. Um, and I did that for a little while. And I wasn't happy. I knew that I wanted more than just the weekend drills. I needed that everyday interaction with individuals. I used to say, it's unfortunate that I had to ask, I asked for a medical board. Um, it's not unfortunate. It was all in the divine plan because circumstances around the situation, just the door opened for me to request that med board. So I've been medically retired for nine years, eight years, eight years. Yeah. Like I did 20 years. What happened? So you went from the army to becoming a spiritual coach. Because something mm -hmm. must happen in there. Oh. And it just quack. happened. <laughs> so in Utah is when I got pregnant with our twins. There was a lot of things that were going on. But I will say, without talking about that entire situation, um, I ended up having to have a second ankle surgery when they were six weeks old. And the doctor told me that I would never be able to run again. So let us know how do you went from being in the Army to becoming a life coach? Um, I, I know the circumstances with uh, me being in our last city station where I retired out of. There was a lot of activity there on the insulation and around. We were in Utah, in Dugway. Um, they call it the new Area 51. So even then, and, and continuing with reading the Bible and praying and going to church, just doing those things for myself, something that, that was instilled by my grandmother, right? Just trying to, in my mind, do what I felt as a Christian at that time was what I needed to do. But to be honest, it was the connection that I began to make um, really with my twins when they were born and everything that was being thrown at our family, per se. You can kind of say it was a spiritual war if you want to. Um, but when we left and we ended up going to Illinois, that's when things like really shifted for me, meeting other veteran sisters that were awakened, that would drop little seeds here and there. And it took me a minute to catch on. Um, and I made a wonderful connection with um, some sisters in Illinois. One is transitioned. Um, Sorry. Um, they're like family and they taught me a whole lot 
about everything and then some. Um, and then I asked my mentor to mentor me, my sister, and she's been in my life, been my mentor ever since. And that's been about seven years around the time when I set up my reawakening. I was minding my own business, Monica, <laughs> watching TV at home, husband's at school, twins are at school, granddaughter um, eating her cereal, and I'm on my phone, and I happen to see something in the corner just trying to get my attention, and I kind of looked, and I really didn't see anything with my human eyes, and then all of a sudden, I saw like this veil just go like this and I just you know I'm like a lot I read about the house took the baby with me went up to the shop and um you know then we started talking and from there just more things just started happening and she was like yeah do you ever see it? and I'm like yeah so it I think that possibly in Utah because I was more praying harder seeking guidance more Knowing now what I know, you know, I wish I would have known that in my third eye, I would see the beings. Those were actual beings that were there and that were wanting to communicate with me. But I was like, oh, no, I'm out and run inside at night instead of interacting with them. So I think, and then, you know, my service in the military and just wanting to be of service. Every job that I had prior to the military was always um, customer service or something with that, dealing with people, individuals. And even going back to school, and when I started my business two years ago, that was divinely given to me. And if it were not for my mentor and her cousin who owned the shop, I don't think that I would have done it as quick as I did. I think I would have procrastinated like we mostly do. But I just... I, I mean, for me, I think when I say the reawakening, that was the biggest event for me, seeing and being able to communicate. And then after that is when I saw my dragon and then I saw one of my aha guides and just everything has just been just coming in and more and more and more and more. Um, it's interesting because you're asking me how did I become a spiritual coach? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> To be honest, I think the lady that when I was trying to get insurance, the broker, she said I need, she needed my resume. I needed proof of what I do. And it's like, how do you document and prove what you do? Like, you want me to do a free, I can do a session on me and what is it that you mean? So they were looking for paper. That is the human way of thinking, right? So I had to play along with that game. And then I started, I found Udemy and I found some courses on there that resonated with me. And my guides were like, take this one, this one, this one. And oh yeah, take that one. And they did the same thing when I went back to school and before I go back to, to finish my degree, they picked my classes. And I was like, oh yeah, easy peasy, no problem. It's all part of my purpose, right? That was the hardest thing that I ever had to do, Ms. Monica, is not so much the work of doing the schoolwork or anything like that, it was relearning the trauma and having an understanding outside of myself, like not putting me in it and, and seeing this is why people abuse other people, you know? So it's not so much, and they're saying talk about compassion, you know? 
I had to go through all of that to be able to understand why these things happened to me now in a different way. And it was difficult. I cried. I cried a lot. If it wasn't for my oldest, mom, you can do this. You can get through this. You have to do your homework. I know that. I just need this moment to sit with. So me becoming a coach is more, it's always been within me. We all are healers. We're all teachers. It's all in me. And you know, if I forget anything else, the one thing I have is spiritual. I have source. I will never be alone. If I need answers, source will help and guide me. It's just another label to add on to me, like Donna. It's just something there. But it's always been in me to want to be the voice for the voiceless, to fight for children, to fight for women, to fight for men. It's always been there. Something that attracted me a lot of your bio, uh, because I do work with dragons. I, I do work with them. And I don't say it all the time, because people usually get scared when you're telling them, oh, yeah, I have my own dragon, you know, and when, or I'm channeling my dragon, or I'm outside and I feel that, and there's the giant, you know, and, uh, and the presence is huge, and the energy is huge. And I only have met about three people that actually work with, with dragons. And, uh, or there might be a lot more, but not everybody wants to talk about it because it is, they want to confuse the Dracos with dragons and it is not the same. And please, can you elaborate more about that? Because people need to know this. So I have a beautiful dragon that I found out around seven years ago. And then he allowed me to see him. I call it picture gazing. I can read the pictures where my higher self and other beings actually write me messages. So when he, I knew about him, but I hadn't seen him yet. And the way that he came through was through a picture. I'm not going to lie. I was like other people, very afraid. Well, not at first. So I was taking pictures and I heard take a picture of your car. So I was facing my car and I took a picture and then I went to go lay down. <laughs> and I'm going through my phone to go gaze at photos. And I'm looking at my the windshield, the dash of my, my vehicle. And he comes out in passenger side with my AHA guide. My AHA guide is looking at him the whole time like this and he's talking. My dragon is facing me with this huge smile on his face, just huge. And his head goes under my GPS and comes back up and he's just staring at me with a huge smile. AHA guide's still smiling and I'm like freaking out, like, okay, I must be high or something because... You know, and then I mentally said, telepathically said, if you can see me, wait. And I waved. My whole guide <laughs> stopped talking. And then he turned and they both waved at me. And I panicked. And I pushed up my phone down as quick as possible. Because when you see anything that's, you know, we're made to believe that our guides, some people are made to believe that they're all angels and archangels. And no, they're not. That's why a lot of souls when they transition they run from the light because we're assuming there's angels going to be there there may be but you also might have a dragon you might have you know um, an owl you might have a panther you might have a bear you could have anyone to show up for you when it's your time we don't know that my dragon has been with me um, like you and i have in my lifetimes and he will carry me well he is here for a purpose 
I keep asking where he's from, and it's I just get nothing like a diamond island is what he just showed me again. Just a beautiful island is diamond. Um, and they also think of reptilian when they think of dragons, and that's not necessarily the truth. I have been gifted with being able to see different galactic races come together. And you'll see like their head person and their entourage per se to walk out on this platform to meet the other person in union. So and what, he's talking to me right now and he's like, the wars are like no more. And that people don't need to be afraid because they're just another aspect of ourselves. I see myself as everything and nothing at all. So I am Syrian, I am Canadian, I am a dragon, I am everything, and everything is me. Don't be afraid, is what he's saying. And he's like, tell them about you. Okay, so I did take a light language class about two years ago with my beautiful sister, Lisa. And that was before I was brave enough to just allow, to just allow the information and whatever comes through to come through and not yourself. And I allowed Sassoon to speak through me. And I still kind of get like nervous about it because it's still that the fear that shouldn't be there, but it's still there a little bit of it with other people. And then there's the judgment that comes in. But then I'm just like, you know what? I don't care anymore. Like, why am I allowing them to stop me? them from delivering codes, activations, healing, medicine for those that want it, that want to receive it. It's like, they don't, don't worry about that. Let them continue to call you crazy and just be the vessel that you are. And of course, there's that relationship that I built, obviously, where I'm, I just allow and I just there's absolutely nothing to be afraid of when it comes to the dragons. The dragons are here many different reasons, ley lines, grid work. So it's not just to be present or to say, this dragon is with me and I'm going to let him speak for me. It's a lot more deeper than that. And my experiences, it's amazing protection. When you're in fear, they're going to be there and they will protect you. From any energy around that is not vibrating how you should, uh, it should be vibrating, they would raise the vibration in that second. Yeah, they uh, raise the vibration of those, especially when I have clients, they will raise theirs to match mine, and he'll raise mine to match his, and then we'll raise them more. So yeah, they, they definitely do that. Like people, obviously things slip in, but I'm not, I'm not in that space any longer with that fear and that judgment anymore. What's that? What is that? You know, my weapon, our weapon is unconditional love. And so when they gave me my shield, I was like trying to figure out, okay, then they were showing me different scenarios, movies, because I don't watch TV and really don't watch movies, but a long time movie for me to understand what they were trying to tell me. And I, I just allow, I just allow. Something that I uh, that I was reading that you work with not only with dragons, you also work with different kingdoms of crystals that you work with, uh, Fae's 
you work with different galactic beings like you were mentioning. And I, I am a, a channeler as you do. And it's always fascinating to me how, because I have teach many times channeling and a lot of my clients is like, oh, I just want to talk with angels. It's like, okay, do you think angels are human? Like angels are not from this earth. And if they're not from this earth, they're galactics. You know, or <laughs> there it is, you know, something like that. So it's, people have this misconception that I'm not putting down the, the angels or not. There is a beautiful angel uh, uh, energy that is very helpful. They're also here, here to help, like many galactics, like the Syrians, Pleiades, Arcturians, name it. There are many yeah. reasons. But... Uh, with which ones are you more inclined? Because we're more inclined to talk with certain aspects of ourselves because that's who we are or we we have those aspects around there. Which ones are yours? Wow. Um, I, Illyrians, uh, Syrians, Pleiadians. Um, uh, I can't even think. <laughs> um, yeah, but Lyrian and... Uh, I've been interacting with a lot, a lot of Syrian energy, obviously, with the Lionsgate portal, full moon, so much more coming in. So they're always present. Um, a lot of shut month energy has been coming through for me a lot, but that also has to do a lot, I think, with a lot of past lives, um, things, and part of my purpose even here. Um, to be honest, Monica, I don't kind of know when the Larians are coming in. <laughs> um, it's that purring. It's that deep, like, I'm here. Like, we've arrived. Like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's do this then. And I just allow. Um, I don't think that I'm, I don't ever, like, I want to channel this person or that or this I don't I'm just here and I listen to the guidance like every morning I do the great central sun rising live on Facebook and the trees are always talking to me in the water when I'm making my way there it's yesterday it was such a beautiful song and today oh my gosh I'm still trying to integrate all of those things, but I don't like specifically say that I want to channel this or that. Like Sebastian is like, he's ready. <laughs> he's ready. And I, I mean, he stays ready, but, and that's, and I stay ready for him too. Um, so it's not just one race or being or energy. I guess when I'm setting that intention and just opening up my heart and not being in fear and trusting and really just home on for the ride, sister. Just letting it go. Today is the 12th. So today is the last day of the Lion's Gate. So y'all think. <laughs> so y'all think. <laughs> well, the energies have been very strong. And I did the other day um, um, a talk with uh, Marianne Sabino about the Lion's Gate in the 8th. Yeah. Yes. So yes. it was... Very, very interesting, and and the, all the knowledge and everything, the energies that were coming and the experience that came through there, and after that, it was very, very profound for many. Yes. So for me, I spoke about this a little bit earlier today. 
doing the lion's gate of course that week prior we start we start feeling the energy and i knew the portal was open and just i tell people it's about me being silent but it wasn't about being silent it was me allowing and surrendering and letting go and just trusting whatever was coming in i knew and i know it's for my highest and greatest good for everyone and I felt like after the eighth, and I did watch your interview with Marianne, and I was just like, oh, how did I miss this? But um, I felt a, such a powerful, and I still do, like I'm grieving something. And I'm like, what is this? But it's without the sadness. And my higher self said, so during the science gate, honey, you really surrendered a lot. You let go of a lot of things. There are aspects of yourself that came back that are healed and loved, that is completed what they needed to complete. And now they're moving on to where they need to be. And I was like, well, shouldn't they stay with me? No, it's just another aspect of you. Just move up. Okay. But I feel like I should be crying and I'm not. And then my grandmother steps in and she says, well, you remember this? The elders in our family, she would always say that when babies are born, we're supposed to weep. When we transition, we're supposed to be happy. Because why? They get to go back to the divine or have another life. And you know all the answers, right? So there's aspects of me that are no more. That is the calling. And I'm happy. It's a sense of freedom. And that is true, uh, and we don't talk enough about it, but there is a transition of guides all the time. We have the ones that were born, and they're being with us for eons. And of course, our higher self and our own soul, yes. We have an entourage, everybody. But we never talk about the guides that they just come in to teach us something and the transition. Right. We don't talk enough about that. Uh, no. I believe it's important because yeah. it's part of the lesson to release and let go and wait for another energy that is going to exactly. come. Exactly. And that's all it is. That's all it is. Some of our guides um, were chosen for us. Some volunteered to come with us. Some we brought here with us because we trusted them. Like I did with Sassoon and like I did with Buddha um, and a few other guides. But I know that they come in and out. These, the ones I just mentioned, will be with me until the end. My grandmother made a conscious choice, and I'm, I'm blessed. She made a very selfless choice, and that was when she transitioned to stay with me. So she tells my guides what to do. So, And it's the little girl in me that wants to keep her with me forever, right? But I also know there's things that she needs to do. And I know it's going to come a time during my lifetime where eventually she will move on and I'm okay with that. It doesn't mean that I did anything wrong or she did anything wrong. It's just that whatever she agreed to do with me, she's done. And whatever I agreed to have her do that I would keep my end of the bargain, I'm still doing. So it's not about being sad because they leave us. Be happy because we no longer need them because their mission is complete with us. I don't know all of my guides. I just know the main ones. Of course, we work at the Archangels and I love them dearly. Um, yeah, that's, I don't think anyone have ever that I've watched 
talked about this, Melinda. You're right. So thank you for bringing that up. Yes, I believe it's important to understand. Like, yeah. like us. But they're yeah. not dead. We can't die, anyone. This is where all the spectators, we're not talking about that. We're talking about transition. Because, yes, one of my guides is my dad. Yeah. I'm always in conversations with him. And when I need an advice, and he's still there, you know. And uh, But you're right. It's going to come a time that I know. Deep inside, I know that he had to be reborn and continue their own process. And that is hard. Even when they're living, it's hard to let them go, you know. And I was the same with my grandma. I knew she needed to transition, but it was hard. She's my mother, you know, she's my everything. But look at the gift that she gave me in return. So I feel deep inside, I have an obligation not only to myself and to the divine, but to do what I came here to do with so much grace. And I know she's proud. Oh, she's also proud. You know what I mean? That's what it's about for me. It's just standing in my truth because I'm making all of those before me. And now my children, my grandchildren and future generations to see. Something that I was reading also in your bio, that uh, one of your techniques to, to heal, it is the cylinder heart cord. Yes. Just a little bit about that. Okay. So I am a proud facilitator of Jan Brenner's um, cylinder heart cord process. This is a channeled uh, modality that she received. There's two parts. They can go together or I use them separate. Um, and somebody told me to grab my book and I didn't do it because I was like, ah, time. Um, it's got different clearings in there. I can do a basic what I do with everyone, especially when I go live um, here. So you can kind of feel what it feels like. These modalities when I connect with my clients or individuals or higher selves and we sit down with our team in the beautiful container of a cylinder and I go line by line and they tell me exactly what clearing they need specifically for that person and then I use those. The cylinder processes, I could use those all day long, all day, but the heart cord is different. You can only use six a day because they are so very powerful. Both of these clearings run anywhere from two to three days, if not longer, depending on the individual and how bad they want to heal their situation and the work that they're doing, the guidance that goes along with it, the water, the eating, like getting out in nature, the self-care stuff. Um, but yeah, so if you like, I can do like a simple hearing even though you don't need it, but for whoever may need this. We'll need it. <laughs> so on to please, let's remove everything that I love ourselves to include our homes, our families, any pets that we may have, our vehicles, our workplace, our workspace, our schools, the classrooms, our children, and ourselves are in their dust. The ground below, sky above. The perimeter around now. So, my kids, 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 so, my k
recalibrate us now. So I normally do that, like if I'm gonna open and not a one-on-one. Um, and when I'm with clients one-on-one prior to, that is when I sit down with the book and I'll go through the book and do some clearings and that. So if you like, I can put you into the container with me and our team, Ms. Monica. So would you please fill the container with Monica? Our team, ourselves, our guides, known and unknown to us, our angelic teams, ancestors, galactics, and ambassadors, but want to join us in this container. To my own mind, why are angels? Please fill this container. Only an Archangel Raphael. Thank you for your presence. Divinely and lovingly, I am asking to please make Monica's heart whole and new again. Divinely and lovingly, I am asking to lift from Monica's heart core chakra the effects of the registration registered all of codes and adhering to and the imprints of all of the times and the ways that she has felt not good enough in her life from the beginning of her soul's existence and every level and layer of her entire being effortlessly, easily, and properly. Cylinder, please look to remove everything and lift ourselves. Cylinder, please recalibrate us. Thank you. We are forever connected in our hearts and our souls. Our dragon sent his love, his codes, his medicine. It's been an honor and a pleasure to be with you in this moment, to share these codes with you, this clearings. Thank you. I, I felt on my body team. <laughs> and this is going to get better. Drink a lot of water, mommy. A lot of water to help integrate, push these codes through, push it through. 
How did you feel? And that, I mean, I know, but yeah. <laughs> I know you got hit hard. <laughs> it was from my heart and it was all my body was tingly and you can feel the shift. And if, uh, if someone is seeing, uh, uh, when do you see this video, you're going to, you're connected to that energy of the dragon. You're going to feel it too at the same time. And that light language, it was completely the dragon. I can felt it immediately. <laughs> I recognize that. You went Thank away. You. <laughs> you went away. But they know that when I'm here in this space, I'm open. Not only to do those clearings, but it's literally a binder that I go page by page with my clients. Um, and it gets deeper than that. So that was just a little bit. Tell us a little bit of, about your name that you were named uh, Kunish. That's a beautiful name. I, I would like to know more about it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I was in a meditation and I was coming out of the meditation. During this time, I had three lives shown to me, past lives, coming out of the meditation, like fully awake, like sitting up, watching my husband, watch TV, and all of this was shown to me. And then I heard, you do know that your soul has a name, correct? I was like, no, it's my soul's name. And Kanesh was shown to me. And I'm horrible because I, even though I have it on my backdrop of, on my profile on Facebook, I can't tell you the meaning by heart. But the meaning is extreme and fortune, health, and spirituality. You're very versatile, idealistic, and intuitive. You enjoy great success or, uh, let's see, hang on, sorry, or suffer um, objective misery. The solution is service to others. So pretty much it defines exactly who I am. This is who I am as a soul. So when I Googled it and found the meaning, I was like blown away, not even still not knowing who I am, what I am, other than a soul. Okay, I have this name, but not really knowing then when it was given to me. So it's like I'm literally still reading, like looking at it. Whoa. This is a huge. And something that I have learned when they gave me the worry of love, it was. I asked, what do I do with this? Okay, sounds great. Yes, but uh, in that time, I did not even believe in myself. So it took me a while to actually. But one of the things that they tell me, you have to own it. And when you own it, that's when it's going to make the big shift of everything. And yeah. that's something that I have learned with the spiritual names. That when it's given to you, it is the owning, it, owning that part. And with all the meaning of each part yeah and and thank you for that because like i said i didn't know it by heart and i i didn't read all of it but i read enough <laughs> and thank you because i didn't take the time to go back and reread it again and again i read it that once and was like okay but didn't realize until now so thank you for that um like i'm so happy like you know when you've arrived You've arrived. You know what I mean? And for you to get that back to me, to show that to me. I didn't realize that I arrived like that. 
you know, I always knew, you know, the meaning of my human name means lady, you know. So thank you. It's important. And I've shared my soul name with you and, and another. And now everyone knows, but there's nothing to be ashamed of. And they should be proud. It takes time to actually own it. it yeah. Probably a year, a year and a half. So actually, I opened a Facebook page with Warrior of Love, and I did not put my face in it. And I, I was hiding, and I put posts and, and memes and things like that, but because I was ashamed. Like, yeah, Warrior of Love, yeah. I am not that. But more that I start owning it, now I do present myself as Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love. But it took probably two years so I actually started owning it and more but it goes like a onion in layers more than you own it gets another layer on and another layer on yeah where it's gonna stop I don't know <laughs> I'm not there yet. Yeah. I wonder what I mean. so thank you for that and I kind of agree more with you um, it's literally entering in your words a code so thank you what would you uh, recommend uh, people that are in trauma right now that they they don't have a voice and they don't believe in themselves that they can get healed? Because many people still, they will, it's not that they want to continue being as a victim, that's one kind of people, but there are people they don't even know that they can, that they deserve to heal themselves. What would you tell them? Everything starts with us. You know, the hardest thing to do is to figure of ourselves, to be honest with ourselves. And to take responsibility for the things that we've done, you know, um, the hardest thing is forgiving ourselves. And then the second hardest after that is the judgment and the self, the self-sabotage, the self-hatred, the self, all of that. But when you are ready to begin your healing process, you got to turn inward and be honest and real with yourself about every single situation, whether it was a person, place, or a thing, looking at the events that happen, no matter how painful, no matter how happy they are, no judgments, no lower emotions, nothing but pure love. And then you can kind of see the lessons that you were supposed to learn from those circumstances. And then give yourself permission to, again, allow yourself to go through those emotions, surrendering them into back into love, letting them go. Forgiving yourself. Stop putting a finger at everyone else. And even your abusers, the person that caused your trauma or the trauma that you witnessed, no matter what stage of life you did that, forgive them. There's always a root to something. It came from somewhere. With my personal, my sexual trauma was family. And it was known. I made it known. I kept speaking about it. The system failed me, and that's okay. Um, but it took me a very long time to even have anybody acknowledge what happened to me for so many years. And when I was, like, when I met my husband 27 years ago, I told my husband everything about me the next day, something I didn't even tell my oldest daughter's father. And I knew him since I was 14. And I knew with my husband it was different. I knew that he was my soulmate. 
And I'm not everyone has a partner that will love them through their feelings. And if you're all alone, it, no matter what it is, it starts with us. Having that love for yourself, being in love with yourself, what we pour out into our family, our children, our partners, that's what we should be pouring into ourselves first. Because if we don't love ourselves, how can we love someone else? How can we assist anyone with anything when we're broken? It definitely starts with us and turning everything within, like what I had to go through, like in November, with me having to be honest and open and real about everything about myself. Um, it starts with us. You make that conscious decision that you don't want to live and be stuck in the things that happened to you that had nothing to do with you to begin with. These things are holding you back. The true freedom comes when you make that decision. I don't want this crap anymore. I know what I'm capable of. I know who I am as a divine being. I'm not supposed to suffer. No. So when you make that decision, you start working. Yes, we all need, at times, assistance to help us get through it. I'm not going to do the work for you. But I will hold that space and work with you and allow you to begin the healing process and hold that space for you and provide you with tools that you need to continue on your journey of healing and development spiritually. I think the greatest gift that we can give ourselves is that self-care, that unconditional love, to amplify that and the light and the love that we are and to share that. I do agree with you. It is an understand that we acted, all of us, before with information that we had in that time. That's why when people tell me, oh, would you go like to have 21-year-old again? Like, no. if I have the knowledge that I have now, yes, but I don't want to lose all the experience that make me become who I am now. So I prefer not to go back. I prefer exactly. to stay where I am. Exactly. So we acted with, with that experience. So don't be so judgmental it's for everybody about the mistakes you did. Forgive yourself. You were in your 20s. You were in your 30s. You were in your 40s. You were in your 80s. It doesn't matter. You acted with information you had. You know, and um, something too that they downloaded in me like two years ago. They call it the 12-step program, but we're going to have to revise that name. And it's literally taking the client back to their earliest memory of childhood and holding that space and allowing them to get that trauma but it's also to give them the tools at that age that you know now that they have so that we can move forward. We cannot change the past. But what we can do is we can heal it and move forward. And that's, and also, you know, that's the inner child and the divine feminine within and the divine masculine within with everyone, right? It begins doing those steps on top of just surrendering. Surrendering to your higher self. Hey, what else can we do? What am I missing? Is there something else there? But having those tools and to be able to go back, like Mother Mary literally held me in her bosom and was like, I saw myself in her arms as a newborn and her telling me the things that I was going to go through. But these are the tools that you're going to need to get through them. And it's 
compassion definitely for yourself, being gentle with yourself. It's not a race. It's not a comparison. What I receive, you may not receive. What you receive, I may not receive. And I'm not going to compare myself. Well, Monica got a download. Monica, why haven't I? You're on a different path, a different mission. It's similar, but different, you know? Um, I think that when we just let go of everything outside of ourselves and really dive into our heart, because we have the keys (laughs) to everything, but we have to make that choice to want to know and want to get that. That is very important. I do agree. We have to, we forgot what it was free will. And that makes, that means also that you have a choice. And that's, and no one should tell you, not even your ego, dark side, let's put it like that. Your light side, higher self, also, because at the same time we're both and shining one other, other, without one, we can't observe the other one. Without the dark, our dark side, we're never going to observe our light side. So it is important to integrate it and love it. Yes, I do too. Um, I think what is beautiful for me is to be able to look at souls in their eyes and to see their souls smiling back at me. During a session, they'll just be like, yeah, yeah. But when the moment that shift happens... And I either feel it or see it like I did with you. <laughs> and I was like, yep, you got hit hard. Um, that's the moment. That's when the magic comes in. Because then their soul is smiling huge back at me. And I know that they've just arrived. Just like I just did with my name. So, and that's, it's such a beautiful gift that I don't take for granted at all. Because, you know, you talk about free will. You know, it's another beautiful um, gift that's untouchable, like our love and our life. Um, and I don't think that people realize that both of, or all three of them are huge gifts that can never be touched and messed with unless you allow it. I'm not letting anybody disturb my divine love, peace, none of that stuff that I am. So it's a choice that we all have and we're, so we should be grateful that we have those choices, right? Yes. How people can find you, Donna? You can find me on, let's see, Facebook, Ancient Goddess Wisdom, LLC, TikTok, and Instagram. Find me there. Or have your higher self reach out to my higher self. <laughs> and we'll do it that way, too. I will be posting her information in the YouTube so like that you guys can, can find her. Because like you saw, she's a beautiful, magical, amazing soul, multidimensional soul. It's been an honor to be here and be present with you and to share with you. I love you. I honor you and I thank you so much. Thank you so much for what you are doing for the collective and everything that you have done on yourself and that you continue to do. Thank you, everybody. And thank you for being in Soul Talk. This is Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioroflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.